said, how do you know that Abraham believed that uh, God could raise Isaac from the dead? And it's quite simple. If you turn to Hebrews 11 and verse... um, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Now, what did Abraham do? He offered up Isaac by faith. In other words, he believed that God was able to raise him from the dead. And he's the only one, it says, he offered up his only begotten son. That was the only son considered the only begotten son it doesn't mean that Abraham hadn't had another son because he had hadn't he it was the only begotten by promise and um, after that he had received the promises uh, it was the son of promise the only begotten of promise it doesn't mean that he hadn't had another son because he had hadn't he well, had he? Well done. Okay, so he received his son back to life. And it, when it says in a figure, it means in a parable. The word there is translated parable in the Gospels. And you have to understand that it was in typology, putting Isaac upon the altar. So please, if anyone asks you, how do you know that he believed that he could raise someone from the dead. It is in the Bible. It says so in Hebrews. So if someone argues from Genesis, just point them to Hebrews and tell them to shut up. There's always people that can find odd things. I'm amazed at people that are odd. Turn to the person next to you say, were you one of those stupid ones that asked that? <laughs> and you'll find out who it was. Okay. Um, Judges. Turn with me to Judges. That was only a side issue. I just wanted to make it plain for people that were here. And if you turn with me to Judges chapter 9. We look at a parable here. And when they told it to Jotham, he went and stood in the top with verse 7, chapter 9, verse 7. I hope you... 
And when they told it to Jotham, he went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim and lifted up his voice and cried and said unto them, Hearken unto me, you men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said unto the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree said unto them, should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? And the tree said to the fig tree, come thou and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said the trees unto the vine, Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine, which cheereth God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said all the trees unto the bramble, Come thou and reign over us. And the bramble said unto the trees, If in truth you anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if you have done truly and sincerely in that you have made Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jerubbabel and his house, and have done unto him according to the deserving of his hands, for my father fought for you, and adventured his life far, and delivered you out of the hand of the Midian. And you are risen up against my father's house this day, and have slain his sons, threescore and ten persons upon one stone, and have made Abimelech, the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother." If you have dealt truly and sincerely with Jerubbabel and with his house this day, then rejoice you in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and the house of Milo, and let fire come out from the men of Shechem and from the house of Milo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled. Now, what I want to talk about, here's a man who stands up and he gives forth a parable. And the parable is very important because in life, the hardest problem in life is relating to people. And one of the worst things in life is that people want power. They just have a desire for power. No one likes someone to tell them what to do. And in life there are always people that are decent people and people that are yucky people. And I'm always amazed how, no matter what you do, the wrong people get in power always. 
And you have to ask yourself why. Why is it that the rotten people get in power? And here's Abimelech appointed king. And Jotham, he's saying, look, you murdered all my brethren in order to make Abimelech king. And then he starts and he brings forth a parable. And the parable is important to understand. Spiritual life in churches, in charismatic groups, in uh, discipleship groups, in Pentecostal churches, anywhere you go, or in golf clubs, or in any um, football clubs, anywhere you go, there's always a need for leadership, isn't there? Isn't it? And no matter where you go in business, there's always leadership problems. And you'll always find the politician, you'll always find in any company you work for, there will be the barrack room lawyer. The one who always knows that it's not just, and uh, this is wrong, and then you've got your union leaders. You've always got people who are what you'd call agitators. Everywhere in society, you can find them. Is that fair, Cohen? People like that. And then there's a different type of person. There's a person who basically isn't interested in grabbing power, limelight, and doesn't particularly want to rule over anyone. And the problem is with society that for some reason they always choose the wrong people to lead them. I don't know why it is. They always seem to let the wrong people get in. Hmm? in families, in homes, always war. And so here's a parable about them. And I find in churches, one of the worst things is, especially in the charismatic groups or the Pentecostal groups, anyone who thinks he's got a gift uh, is taught that he's got a ministry. And a lot of the teaching has been, well, find out what your ministry is. Now, if you find out what your ministry is, there's one guarantee. And that is, you will be the kind of person that pushes to exercise your ministry. And there's one thing I don't want in the church, is people who want a ministry. It's amazing how you can put someone in charge of some innocuous thing and he can become a pain in the butt to everyone. You know what I mean? Just because they have a bit of power, be they a traffic warden, have you ever noticed they can be so officious, they have a little yellow band around their hat and they will be totally and utterly... Or a policeman. Policemen can come, and there are some policemen that can be pleasant and acceptable, and then there's the officious ones. No matter where you go, you'll find officious people, won't you? Hmm? 
Uh, they're just people, there's some people born to it. They're just born to be officious. If they can get power in any way, they'll be officious. Uh, and they're awful people, but they're, they're around. Now, God doesn't appreciate that type of person. But they're around. It's amazing how someone who's given a position can become a curse. And why? Well, the truth is that there are different types of people in life. And here we have a story in a parable. And it's a simple parable, really. There are the people in life who don't want position. They don't want people to respect them. They're not asking for, you know, recognition. When a man asks for recognition, watch out. God doesn't demand recognition. But there are people like that. You'll usually hear come out of their mouth, no one appreciates me. No one appreciates what I do. If you're worried about people appreciating what you do, you shouldn't be doing it. But there's a lot of people live like that. Their lives are full of complaint. Doesn't anyone recognize what I do? Well, if you do something unto God, you win favor with God, not with man. And so what are you worried about? If you do it unto men, it's only so you can exert authority over them, and that's sick. And so you have the story of the trees. And I've taught on it before, but as we're doing the parables, I thought, it good to take it. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king, verse 8, over them. And they said to the olive tree, Hey, olive tree, rule over us. Come and rule over us. We want you to reign over us. Now, it's amazing. People want someone to be boss. They want someone to rule. People wanted someone to rule. Got to have someone ruling. It takes your responsibility away. And it takes your need to do what you should do and play your part if you can get someone else doing it. So let's give them a bit of responsibility. Give them a bit, of, and that's it. People all like someone to take the responsibility as long as it's not theirs. They say to the tree, reign over us. And the olive tree said unto them, should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? The olive tree says, hey, look, I've got a problem with this, you calling me to reign. You see, 
The olive tree was one of the most valuable trees in Palestine. And the olive tree, what does an olive tree produce? What? What is it that it produces? Olives. Thank you very much. But what do they produce from olives? Oil. And what's the oil used for? What's it used for? What? Chips. Thank you, Colin. That's why you're so unhealthy. What is olive oil used for? What was it used for? What, what did they anoint kings with? Oil. So here's the producer, and oil always speaks of what? The Holy Spirit and anointing. So here's the producer of anointing. And they come to the olive tree and they say, Hey, rule, for just a minute. From him comes oil. From him comes the anointing. From him comes all that's necessary. Why should he give it up to rule? Why should he abandon what he can do to do what he's not called to do? How many people, when they become Christians, abandon what they can do and try to become what they can't? The number of times I find young men, young women, instead of doing what they can do, staying in the career they can function in, producing what God has gifted them in, they go into what's called, in inverted commas, full-time ministry. I feel, oh, you know, God's called me. And, and instead of being what God wants them to be and produce what they're designed to produce, because olive trees produce olives which produce oil. And the thing is that an olive tree is suitable to produce olives. That's it. Now, if an olive tree tries to do something else, it'll be very inept at doing something else. It can't. And I find so many people, when they get filled with the Holy Ghost, when they think they've got a gift from God, they decide to abandon what they can do and become what their nature doesn't equip them to be. And when it comes to ruling over something, it's amazing how many people would prefer to be a ruler. You know, they want to be a manager. They can't even manage themselves, but they want to get promotion and manage things. I'm amazed how many people in London are trying to go on, on communication courses, setting up things, and the truth is they want to be managers when they can't manage themselves. How many people are ill-equipped? How many polytechnics are now running MBA courses for people who aren't MBAs, they're BFs. Um, they, they just haven't the ability to run anything. They can't produce anything. They, they have no work ethic. And yet, they think there's some... God never called me and never called you to do what by nature you can't do. 
There's no way I was ever called to be an athlete, for instance. There's no way I could run 100 meters in under whatever it is. Uh, 9.8 seconds was the fastest, wasn't it? But then they found he was helped by steroids. Um, I don't think even steroids would help me get that quick. Uh, there's no way I'm designed. My, my whole design of my frame is built for a more sedate movement than sprinting. And yet I'm amazed how many people want to be what they're not designed to be. I would never be an opera singer. I just... My voice... I might as say, listen, one thing I want to say. Um, I like the choir and all that sing in the choir. And if you've got a decent voice, sing in the choir. And if you haven't got such a good voice, but you're accepted, sing in the choir. And if you think you've got a good voice, don't criticize people who might not have a perfect voice and put them off singing in the choir. Because I want to encourage till we've got all the seats full. You encourage people. If you think uh, someone can't sing perfectly, well, no one can sing perfectly. If we had all perfect singers, then Colin would be out of a job. Different people have different abilities, don't they? But contribute to the whole. See that, hey, I want to be part of what God's doing. Uh, make a contribution. Don't let people put you off. If you can't sing, please spare us and enjoy the congregation. But there are some people that can and there's some people that can. I don't think I, I really would make a good choir member. I, I have a very unusual voice. The tune and the music never follows my voice. Now that's the fault of the musicians. <laughs> Definitely. But here's the olive trees. And the olive trees produce olives. Okay, now here's a few facts. Um... A full-size tree yields half a ton of oil yearly. You can get half a ton of oil from a full-size olive tree. That's a lot, isn't it? Half a ton of oil. You, you know, even Colin could make a lot of chips with that. A full, half a ton of oil from one olive tree, full-grown. The problem is that that's all it can produce. That's all it... It cannot produce apples, pears, bananas, oranges. It produces olives. Now, if it abandons what it's called to do, to do something it's not called to do, it's a waste. How many lives do I see wasted, no matter in what sphere, not only in the church... But in society, I see so many people who could be such a value in society waste their lives doing things or aspiring to things they haven't the ability to do. One thing 
that's important in life is to find out what you can do, find out what you're equipped to do, and don't try and be what you're not. Because you'll never make it. You'll always be frustrated. And the reason a lot of people live their lives in frustration is because they're trying to be what they're not equipped to be. And if you try to be what you're not equipped to be, I'll tell you what'll happen. You'll fail. Years ago, when Colin was a young man, and I'll pick on Colin because he's sitting here, and he's got a very nice tie on tonight for a chain. Um, Colin came to me when he was 19, I think, was it? 19. And, and his dream was to be a professional... 21. And his dream was to be a professional footballer. Now, I looked at him... And, you know, you can look at Colin and think, well, and he was very fit. Not fit enough to beat me at squash, but fit. And he never beat me at tennis, but fit he was. And here's Colin, and he said, that's what I'd like to do. Now, he, he trained as an electrician, but his heart's desire and his longing was to be a professional footballer. Now, there were two ways a pastor can deal with that. When you find there's someone that's really got a desire to do something, provided it's not sinful, I mean, you then say to him, go for it. Why? Because he had to find out whether he could do it or whether he couldn't. And so he joined Fulham. And basically, even though he was fit, and it doesn't matter what skill you've got, if, if you don't fit into that mold and that nature I'll tell you what will happen you're not going to make it but the most important thing is because it was such a desire he had to find out and it wasn't long before he came to me and said I'm not making it and it wasn't long before the manager said you won't make it and so he left being a professional footballer. One thing it did for him, he found out what he could and what he couldn't do. Unfortunately, he got hacked after death. And I remember him coming home and he got kicked. And his leg had swollen up. That's right, his thigh. Now, he has, he has gifts and abilities and skills, but that really wasn't his forte. And the strange thing is, if you push yourself into what you're not really skilled at doing, you destroy yourself. And you, he could have stayed on. He could have said, well, okay, Fulham won't take me. I'll go down, play professional football for a lower team. And, uh, and you've got to find the way. You just have to find your way. There are certain people. We've got someone like John Holland who was playing professional table tennis. Now, John's got all the skill. He's got the touch. The one thing he hadn't got was the X factor that would cause him not to freeze when he got to crucial point. He could look better than anyone else. And yet, at some point, there wasn't that ability just to overcome the others. John went right to the top, but not to the very top. And then he had to make a choice. Well... Do I stay in that or do I find something else? 
And do I use my abilities? And everyone has to make choices in life. And sometimes we try this or we try that. But the most important thing is to find out where your real talents are and use your gifts and abilities and not to be second rate because God has got a place for everyone. There's a place for you in society. There's a place for you in business. There's a place for you in the church where you will fit, where you will be able to do what God equipped you to do. And those gifts and abilities will function. And you'll be fruitful. And there'll be other places where you just won't fit. Now the olive tree said, hey, look, uh, all, my, all the preciousness of me, and he said, should I leave my fatness? Should I give up producing half a ton of oil every year to go and do something I, I just can't do? I'm just not called to do that. That's not me. Let me do what I'm really equipped to do. Let me be what I'm really equipped to be. I, I meet so many people in life who are might have beens who weren't. Could have beens but didn't make it. Would like to be but fail. And really, the only issue is they chose the wrong thing. And they persisted in trying to be what they couldn't be. And that's folly. The olive tree says, ah, let me carry on doing what I can do. Okay? The fig tree. Um... And the trees said to the fig tree, Come thou, reign over us. The fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees? It's amazing. Promotion can be destructive if it takes you out of what you can do and puts you in what you can't do. And how many people aspire to promotion and to elevation and end up beyond the level of competence. Uh, and that's what happens in business. People get promoted and promoted until they're promoted way above their level of competence and then they, they fall down. Bang. Why? Because they're not really equipped to do what they're trying to do. And a fig tree says, hey, It's amazing that um, if you take a fig tree, I don't like figs. I really don't. They're, I know lots of people do. My wife loves figs. I don't like figs. I, I, I always find figs, they've got pips sticking your teeth. I don't like them. And I don't like them when they're cooked. I, I just don't like figs. Some people like figs. I, I don't like figs. I don't mind olive oil especially when it's fried potatoes. But figs isn't my cup of tea because you can't make tea out of figs anyway. Um, but there you are. Figs are nice and they're sweet. And one thing you'll notice, if you, we had a fig tree in the front of the office building and it produced figs, and one thing you've got to understand is that fig leaves are big. 
And who used fig leaves first of all? Adam and Eve. Fig leaves are good covering. As long as a strong wind doesn't blow. Or the sun shrivels them. But fig leaves are good covering, aren't they? And there's a fig that can give shade, a fig tree. And they're the first fruits recorded in the Bible. And then people, the trees all come and they say, oh, fig tree, come and rain over us. And a fig tree says, well, just a minute. Should I leave my sweetness and my fruit? You see, to get promoted demands that you leave what you are to be what you're not. And the man is a good man who realizes that it's no good getting promoted to be what you're not. The fool allows himself to be pushed above what he is, and then he crashes. Big tree says. One thing I learned when I was um, selling, I, I was invited um, by my boss when I worked for a company, called me in, and the chairman came, and I said, you've done very well this year. I made president of the sales force and, and everything. They said, um, we think you should go into management. So I said, fine. Tell me about it. So they told me. They said, well, the truth is, of course, that you'll have to take a salary cut. I said, just a minute. What do you mean? They said, well, of course, getting promoted, it's the prestige of the position that you get in being a manager and therefore, obviously, the salary is guaranteed, but it's a lot lower. And in fact, it worked out, when I worked it out, to be a third of what I was earning. So I pointed out to the chairman of the company that I couldn't eat prestige. Nor could my wife. And it wouldn't buy clothes for the kids. And as far as I was concerned, he could stuff his prestige up his jumper because I didn't want it. And he said, but don't you want to get on in life? I said, I do want to get on in life, but I want to do what I'm capable of doing. I don't want to do what I can't do. And I saw no virtue in getting a title and being robbed of money. And most, that's why most sales forces have managers that are incompetent because they get promoted because they can't succeed at selling, so they make them a manager to tell people how not to succeed as well. At least that's the way it was in the field I was in. The managers were the incompetent ones. And now if you're a manager, you probably match my description, but there we are. <clears throat> and I said to them, look, I can't eat it. And a fig tree said, hey, I know what I can do. Let me do what I can do. Don't take me out of my gifting and make me do something else. And then you get the vine. And the vine turns round and said to them, Should I leave my wine, which cheereth God and man? Do you know, wine is good, isn't it? 
the vine didn't want to give it up. He said, look, this can cheer God up as well as man. Did you know God needs cheering up at times? Looking at some of you, I'd need cheering up, so he must say, uh, a little wine makes the heart merry. Amen? A lot of wine gives you a headache. Um, the vine says, should I give that up? And go and pre-promote it over the trees. There are people that produce something. They look and they say, well, if I'm going to be promoted, I'm always going to be pulled out of the position I'm in and I'm going to lose what I do. I would say nine-tenths of mankind destroy their lives by promotion. They get pushed into positions and then they get pushed into places where they can't succeed. And it eats their life up. The wise man realizes that his limitations and his abilities and his gifting and sticks where he can do it, where he can succeed. He doesn't try to be more than he is. But there's a wonderful gift. A, a, a vine produces gorgeous grapes. It's a wonderful gift to cheer both God and man, isn't it? You're right, bunch, aren't you? You all look as though you could do with a large glass. Um, huh? And, and, and to be promoted, to reign over others, means I lose my opportunity to do what I can really do. Why is it that so many people want to rule over others, or want to be in position, or want to be in ascendancy? Why is it? What is it about mankind? I'll tell you what it is. It's the same as the seed of the serpent for fallen man. The serpent turned round and he said, well, you know, I can ascend to the height. I can be as God. I can rule. I can take the throne. That was the choice cherub. I'm the most beautiful. And it's amazing how, instead of being a covering for God, he wanted to dominate God. And I'm amazed how many people want to dominate others. As soon as I find a man who's hankering after a position, hankering after something, then I, I watch out because that person's the wrong person. It's deadly. Be what you are. Be fruitful in your gifting. Don't try and be what God never made you. And then they all come, the trees say, well, we've got to have someone to rule over us. So they come to a bramble. Now, a bramble didn't exist till after the curse. After the curse, thorns and brambles and briars came. And the bramble, what does a bramble bush do? Nothing. It scratches you. Is it useful for producing grapes or figs or olives? 
Does it give you shade? How many would like to sit under a bramble bush? But you'd like to sit under a fig tree or a mighty cedar. There you could find shade, but a bramble bush isn't the place to try and crawl under, is it, for shade? But it's amazing, those type of people, the prickly-natured people, have you met people like that? Can take offense at anything and everything. Always jumping up, snapping, short fuse or no fuse. An accident waiting to happen. A disaster waiting to occur. Do you meet people like that? If you say it's black, they'll say it's white. If you say it's green, they'll say it's red. If you say it's blue, they'll say it's pink. Just contrary little people. And they wander around and they like to spread themselves over the ground and claw at anyone that tries to get by. They want to rule. And here comes the bramble. And they said, reign over us. And the bramble said unto the trees, if in truth you anoint me king over you, and come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Here, the bramble's saying, look, if I can't have power to reign over you, let me destroy. And that's what happens in business, in the church. There are people who can't really govern, can't really promote, can't really produce, and therefore they're so bitter-twisted they destroy. They don't like seeing anyone else succeed, and so their attitude is to always chop down fine folk. That's a bramble. You know the type of person? They're all looking at me as though I'm talking... Am I talking English tonight? Do you know the type of person? Better turn to the person next to you and say, is he talking about you or me? You know? <laughs> you know, you see couples who've got married and you know one is a beautiful fruit tree and the other is a bramble. And you feel sorry, whichever, it could be the man, it could be the woman. Worst of all is you get two brambles in one household. Goodness me, the sparks fly. They're not prickly, they're devastation. Nothing is produced. Why is it people reach beyond their talents? Want to rule, want to ascend. Why don't they be what God gifts them with? And a bramble gets promoted. And all he does, <coughs> says, all right. I'll control you or destroy you. But does the bramble help the fig tree to produce figs? Does he help the olive tree to produce olives? Or the vine? If a bramble gets involved with a vine, what happens? He chokes it. If he gets around a fig tree, what does he do? So it's not good to have a bramble in the ascendancy of any fruit tree, is it? Well, is it? Get an orchard full of brambles and you're not going to get much fruit. And if you did have fruit, you couldn't pick the stuff because you couldn't get through the brambles. 
Isn't that right? Terrible thing. Why should a bramble want to have rule over anyone? The only thing a bramble's good for is being pulled up and burnt, isn't it? Hmm? How come they end up ruling? Why is it that people are happy to have the wrong people in charge? Because a bramble's very self-assertive. It'll go anywhere. It's not train. A bramble, bramble's just bramble, don't they? Hmm? Terrible thing. All the trees say to the bramble, well, you reign over us. Kill off everything. No anointing. That's what 90% of churches have got in charge. Brambles. 90% of businesses have got managers that are just brambles. They don't produce anything. They're no sweetness. No anointing. No wine to make the heart merry. Just... No, when the heat of the sun comes up, there's no shade to sit under. You wouldn't want to sit under them. You wouldn't want to sit on them either. That's brambles. And yet, they end up ruling. And that's why society falls apart. Now, how can you avoid it? Well, first of all, they should never have murdered the ones who were fruitful, the true heirs to the throne, Three score and ten got murdered, killed. They shouldn't have done it. But when they did do it, the parable was spoken. And the parable applies to us today. You look at what you do in your life. Are you using your talents to do what God equipped you to do? Well, don't try and get promoted beyond where your gift is. Don't reach up. Because if you do, you'll become unfruitful and in the end, you'll become a problem. Once, what, what use is an olive tree with no olives? Useless. What use is a vine which doesn't produce grapes? They just chop it down. The master of a vineyard will come and say, oh, that vine, it, it, it's grown. The wood's become dead. It's not producing grapes. Cut it down. Let's plant a new one. Same with a fig tree. Why cumbereth it the ground, Jesus said. You've got to always look and understand that we've got to be fruitful. Our lives have got to be fruitful. In the church, be fruitful. In your business, be fruitful. In your home, be fruitful. Whatever you do, realize, hey, my gifts and abilities must produce something. When you become unfruitful, it's because you've usually got promoted and you've usually grasped at something and people will always offer you destruction. Society is good at trying to get people. If someone's got a talent and a gift and they're really doing well, They'll try and promote them. Oh, look, he's got real abilities. Let's promote him. But his abilities are in what he's doing, not in what he's not doing. I'm amazed how many people who do a really good job get promoted out of it and into nothing.
God intends us all to stay where we produce the most fruit. The wise man, the olive tree, says, no, I can produce half a ton of oil every year. Let me continue doing what I can do. Don't let me be pulled away. The vine says, oh, you need to make men happy. God happy. Let me produce my wine. The date says, there's sweetness in the fruit. Let me do that. And the fool says, oh no. No, it can be different. You know, God wants us all to understand. Just a parable hidden away. A very important parable. The worst thing in life is to find someone who just is a prickly individual. Just gets his ideas and goes with it. To me, what I do with brambles when I see them is I want them torn up, dug out, burnt. Don't you? Well, don't you? What I like is nice flowers, nice fruit trees. I like things to produce. I like things that look nice. Have you ever seen a nice-looking bramble? Say, oh, look, wonderful bramble. Have you ever enjoyed getting near a bramble bush? ever found when you're walking somewhere you go for a walk in the woods and your dogs hair after some unsuspecting little rat called a dog which is too small and you have to go and, and save it and you chase your dogs and invariably the dogs will have gone through a bramble bush or something and it's not very pleasant to try and chase your dog through one is it no none of you have had that experience that's why I let my, do- my wife walk the dogs. Um, you, you hair after it. A bramble bush. Ah! You cut it down, you burn it. And you say, look, let whatever I plant be fruitful. In my life, I want to have fruit. I'll tell you what will happen if you live that way. You'll be healthier. You'll be wealthier. And you'll be a lot happier. The fool gets into ministry. The wise man gets into life. The fool tries to promote himself. The wise man says, let me stay within my abilities. Let me be what I am. Let my nature produce what it should. Such is the parable of the trees. Okay? No. You understand? Now apply it to your own life. Don't ever let yourself get pushed beyond where you should go. I'm amazed how many people work for a company and they can always tell the boss how to run it. Trouble is, they can't even do a decent day's work themselves. I'm surprised how many people think they could be a managing director and they can't manage themselves. I'm amazed how many people lift themselves up and imagine themselves into positions that would destroy them. Be what you are. Let God's talents, gifts and abilities 
be functioning in your life, but be happy to be what you are. Well, that's what I am. I'm happy with it. I don't want to be anything else. I don't see any virtue in anything else. I want to be what God wants me to be. Don't you? Let's all stand. some prayer requests here um, there's a music of miracles this weekend isn't there music of miracles uh, this Sunday evening don't forget invite people along God will do a miracle because he's a miracle working God amen don't ever believe what anyone says but God let's lift them up to the Lord Father I just pray for all these dear ones. Lord, your power and your life never changes. Lord, deliver the captive, break the fetters, set each one free, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen? So shall it be. Now, remain standing. There's a couple here who asked for prayer. I said I'd pray for them. Come on, Daisy. Haven't seen you for a long time. You're looking a lot better. Is that is that your colour now, or is this makeup? No, it's not makeup. No, it's not makeup. Okay. Nice to see you. Thank you. Why haven't you been here for a long time? I've been just quite so good. Quite so good. Yeah. Okay, we're going to pray for her. Father, I thank you for what you've done for this woman. Lord, just to see a smile on this face is wonderful. But, oh, precious Lord, quicken this body. Make a whole. Lord, put your strength, your power, your life into her, I pray. In Jesus' name. Set her free. Lord Jesus, in your love and grace, keep her. In Jesus' name. From this day. Okay? All right? You go with my friend Carolyn. Ah, and then there's you. What's wrong with you? You were recovering and you had a setback. Mm. Or set forward instead of back. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the chains. Lord, I set her totally free. Strength, life, and health. And Lord, set a mind to be positive. Set a heart to walk in victory, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you go. Uh, with, uh, uh, what? Okay. No, no. Um, you need someone medical. Where, where's someone with medicine? Uh, can't see without my glasses. Nurse, Rosie, Rosie, you're there. Okay, there you are, you go with Rosie. Some people need this, some people need that. Okay, so that's it. Now, sit down a second. Tomorrow I leave for uh, Uganda.